Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome into the Starcastic Remarks Studios. I am Ryan Chambers, the host of Starcastic Remarks. We are part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, we are brought to you by DraftKings. Make sure you use the promo code THPN next time you go and use their app. Let's them know that we're the ones that sent you, and we'd really appreciate it because, yeah, we get you know they kind of support us, so we get a little bit out of doing this, and we'd really appreciate it if you guys would do that. Um, this is the AGR for game number 19. This is against the Coyotes. Again, we just played uh, last night, so this is a quick uh, turnaround, especially from uh, yesterday. Uh, we're going to go ahead and bring James in on here. Uh, Chris is out doing things, boyfriend things with his girlfriend. So I, I guess they're out doing dinner or something. I don't know. Who knows? No clue. Who, know? Who cares? Who cares? He ditched us. Anyways, he ditched us. Yeah, he ditched us. So, you know, we're kind of... Or two nerds talking about hockey rather than three nerds talking about hockey. But um, anyways, uh, I'm back in my humble abode in the middle of nowhere, West Texas. James is still in and uh, in, in the Dallas area, of course, uh, before he goes back to school on Monday. But uh, we get one more game uh, before you have to go back to school, James. Uh, what did you think of the, the play tonight against the Coyotes? It felt like we played a game last night. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think the the keyword I took out of this game was boring. Yeah. For the most part, uh, I mean, especially that for especially the third period. Oh my goodness, I was it was hard staying awake for that one. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, the stars still are able to pull it out, and they get the three two win over the really really bad uh, Arizona Coyotes. Um, what's your original thoughts coming out of this game, James? Um. Personally, I was just happy that we actually beat them instead of having a great three games against hard teams and then going to the easy team and losing. So this entire game, I, I like we didn't we didn't look great and we'll get into it, but like I, I the entire time I was just saying, I just want to win the game. I don't care how they win it, I just want them to win it. And that's what they did. So 
Well, and, you know, all of us were all afraid because, you know, of course we're going to play all these great games against, you know, where we end streaks, we end Edmonton streak. Uh, and then of Connor McDavid, you know, scoring 17 games in a row with his point streak. And then same thing with Colorado on Friday, yesterday, and, you know, his 10-game point streak. And we also end the Avalanche's six-game winning streak. And, of course, it would be the natural thing for us to lose to the worst team in the NHL right now. And thankfully, they got the job done. But, again, it, it was boring. So let's go ahead and jump into this a little bit, um, go over the goals for this game. Um, oh, I forgot to pull it up. That's what I get for not being uh, prepared. But anyways, uh, so for this game, this is a, a back-to-back, and we did actually have to travel to uh, Phoenix for this game as well. So uh, I guess it's technically Glendale. So, But anyways, in the first period, and the Stars, again, they for the second game in a row, they respond very quickly. This time, instead of Pavelski, it's Hintz. It's still that same line. But Hintz scores his seventh of the year from Pavelski and Robertson. Kind of a broken play. But, you you know, Rope gets the rebound, puts it in the back of the net, starts lead one to nothing. Yeah, it felt like the Coyotes just started slow, bad defensive coverage. Rope passes it to Pavelski, who's sitting in front. Um, rebound control isn't great. Goes straight to Hintz. Hintz buries it. And, and and again, it's that that whole hints uh, Robertson and uh, Pavelski line kind of doing their thing. If there is any doubt, what line was the first line for the Dallas Stars? There's no doubt about it now. And and the thing is, is, is that all of those guys kind of quietly have been doing their due diligence, and especially uh, especially Robo. Robo has been very very good and. I think he ends the night with uh, a goal and an assist tonight. Yeah, and he just very quietly been doing his job. He's a point-per-game guy since he came back after his injury, and uh, that line continues to click for the Stars. Yeah, and I feel like even what even made it more pre- prominent that that was the first line was when Hintz started scoring again. As soon as Hintz started scoring again, it was like, yeah, they're the first line now. It, they got the goal production back. But before, it was still... Pavelski, Robertson, and Hintz were still doing good. It just wasn't the same in goal production. And it was, I believe that's seven goals for Hintz in seven games or eight games. It's, it's very close. It's, it's seven om- and eight. Yeah, it's seven and eight. So, you know, that line continues to click for the Stars. Um, however, about three minutes, actually exactly three minutes later, uh, former Dallas star Antoine Roussel, it's good to see him. Uh, he scores his second of the year for the Arizona Coyotes after a stint uh, in Vancouver for a couple of years. And he gets his second of the year from Louis Erickson and Anton Strawman. And that was kind of a fluky, fluky goal. I mean, it was a great play by Roussel, great hand-eye coordination. But it great looked like for, too. yeah, it looked like for a second that it was going to be called a, a high-sticked goal, and it wasn't going to count. But, however, it did, and they reviewed it, and the score is 1-1 to about four minutes into the game. Yeah. It's just great patience from him. He started to come down on it, realized how, the, how high the puck was, and just stopped, just froze, and waited just long enough. And then later into the uh, first period, there was a really scary incident uh, on the left-hand side to, to the right of uh, Scott Wedgwood, the goaltender for Arizona, um, Jacob Peterson actually ran into the boards and it basically went, uh, he was on his knees and basically went face first into the boards. 
and uh, he was he went off the ice, was gone for about seven or eight minutes, and then he comes back towards the very end of the first period, and he scores a goal from Foxa and Radulov. He gets his third of the year, and uh, it puts the Stars up two to one. Yeah, every time I see a forward go into the boards like that, I always take a huge deep breath, and I think the big thing for what probably stopped Peterson from getting hurt on that play was that he got his hands in front of him and he got his head up like just above the bottom of the boards. So it's really scary when, when you see it, but it's nice for, for him to be able to come back and even score a goal in the game. So. And then uh, the other thing about that period in particular is I love that we took advantage of, uh, you know, beginning of the, of the period, end of the period goals. Because and especially you know taking a two to one lead going into the first intermission that's huge for any team, and normally when you're leading you know going into a, into an intermission or whatever you feel a lot more relaxed you feel a lot better about how your play went despite how the period went, and you're able to take momentum from that period going into the second period. So, um, great great job by the stars here getting those two goals uh, going for a really tired team. You, you know I mean we played. I mean, the Avalanche are a good team. So, and since the fact that we're up two to one going into the first intermission, great. And on top of that, they're five on five goals too. Yep. Not to mention. And so going into the second period, um, y- y- you can really, really start to see some of the fatigue, especially in the top four uh, defense for the Stars. However, the game goes on about five minutes in, uh, four minutes, 24 seconds to be exact. Uh, uh, Capo Bianco takes a shot from the point, kind of bounces around a little bit, a really awkward bounce, and it kind of jumps in, and Travis Boyd is the one that it bounces off. He gets his fifth of the year from Capo Bianco, like I said, and Kessel, and uh, that ties the game for the Arizona Coyotes uh, very early on in the second period. Uh, what do you think about that goal? I, I mean, it's exactly how the teams who don't have as skilled players are going to score. And for a lot of the game, that's what it felt like. It felt like we were trying to play against the Edmonton Oilers when the Coyotes were on the other side of the ice. Like we, you, you can't play those teams the same way. And I, it, it just felt very. It, it is a back to back, and that that's part of it. But it felt like they just had no physical play in this game, which I'll chop that up to be just back to back this time. I just hope that. The next time we play another opponent that's low in the standings, it's not like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of which, that's not going to be the case for our next game. We'll get to that at the end yeah. of the of the podcast. But, anyways, uh, play continues on, and uh, yeah, it's it's kind of back and forth in the second period. It was more the stars in the first period. It was more even in the second period. However, the stars get their third. Five-on-five goal of the game. They didn't have to rely on special teams tonight. And it was a beautiful pass from Andre Sekera to Jason Robertson in a really broken defensive coverage by the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, how, how do you leave Jason Robertson open on the side like that? Just to the right of the goal. And he just – I mean, you would have to – it would have to be like a – I don't know. I don't know how you missed that. Anybody could have put their stick on the ice right there for that goal and pushed it in. But nonetheless, Jason Robertson, he gets his fifth of the season from Sekera and Pavelski, and that puts the Stars up 3-2. to two. 
Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie. I thought it was Klingberg at first that that made the move on the on the point up there. It was. It looked like something Klingberg would do, and then the cross ice pass. I was like, that was Klingberg, right? No, it's Sekra. It was a great play from Sekra to be able to see that and actually get it through. Kind of helps when you get a little bit of a of a rest, right? Yeah. When you didn't didn't. Did, so when you didn't have to play the night before, that was the only uh, lineup change for Rick Bonus and the Dallas Stars going into this game was getting uh, Joel Hanley out, and then Andre Sekera goes back in. So, uh, and Sekera takes advantage of it. He gets he makes a great pass, an absolutely brilliant pass. Um, and then you know, really after that, <laughs> yeah, that was it. I, I mean, that was I mean, really the, it. The refs called some penalties <laughs> after that, but like that 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 was it. That was the whole game. Yeah, I mean, and then I mean that literally all those goals happened in the first half of the game, and then the second half of the game was kind of like, meh. Yeah, even <laughs> even after that goal, I I literally I was talking to dad during the game, and I literally said I would be perfectly fine with the game ending three to two. <laughs> so that 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 was it. That's how the game ends, and we get the two points. I'm happy about it. Right. Uh, likewise, me too. <laughs> The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cast prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo codes THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net nets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Um, so let's go ahead and get into the third period a little bit as kind of one of my takeaways for the game because um, th this is the second game in a row where I have not liked uh, the third period. Um, even though the Stars looked great overall in the game against the Avalanche, uh, we were outshot 20-1, to 1, like no joke, 20-1 to 1 in the third period against the Avalanche. And then in this game tonight, we were just letting the Coyotes walk all over us. I really feel like if we had a three to two lead, and oh, excuse me, if that had been I don't know the the Florida Panthers or the Carolina Hurricanes or oh, yeah. Tampa I, or one of these top five teams, we would have lost that game easy, easily. And and this goes back into the whole uh, the whole what we call you know turtle mode, uh, kind of what you, me, and Chris have called it. And uh, I, I get really frustrated watching the watching them play this way. Now, I, I can kind of push it off for tonight. I get it. You know, it, it's this the second night of a back-to-back. -back. It's not like you flew in from another city or something. You came from home, and you went straight to, you know, you went straight to Arizona, Arizona after the game yesterday when you had a great game and you celebrated it and everything. I get that. But... The fact that we did that against the Avalanche kind of concerns me a little bit. 
And eventually, this whole turtle mode in the third period, if we have a one, two, three goal lead, is it's eventually going to falter. And I, I really don't like the way that the Stars have been doing that in the past two games in the third period. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Any anything to add to that? Am I stupid? Am I am I correct? It's something that has been very prevalent since Bonus has become the head coach. Is that when we're winning the game and it goes into the third period, it feels like it's inevitable that we're going to start doing the little turtle thing and just sit back and and stop them stop block the shot lanes and whatever. And tonight, I don't think it was that bad, actually. They got a couple of good chances, but we were actually shot But it's the But it's the Phoenix Coyotes, though. That's the, that, or excuse me, the Arizona Coyotes, that, though. That, that's so. part of it, yes. But also, even in that Avalanche game, and I'm going to keep talking about it because it was just last night, but we, we weren't blocking shots in the third period at all. Like, we, we, we should have probably at least let in another goal in that third period, without a doubt. I would just like to see a little bit of a difference. Uh, like I saw in the Edmonton game. In the Edmonton game, I felt like we actually pushed. And, you know, I mean, yes, we weren't, like, super hev- heavily offensive in that third period in the game against Edmonton. And we were still focusing on the defensive side of the puck, but it's not like we just, like, took the puck past the red line, dumped it in, and changed. Yeah. And I I hate that because, you know, that just basically giving all the momentum that you set up for your own team and just kind of giving it back to your opponents. And and maybe I'm crazy like that, but I really feel like that's not the right way to do it. I'd like to see a little bit more offensive pressure from the Dallas Stars because, I mean, the philosophy in the the third period, I should say. I mean, the philosophy is, is if you're 200 feet the other direction and you're playing offense in the other zone, guess where it's not? It's not in on the other side. So it's not going to go in the net unless, you know, someone takes a fluky goal and shoots it from 200 feet and somehow it bounces over your goaltender. It has happened, believe it or not. Go look yeah. go look at YouTube. <laughs> but it, it, it's just not likely. It, it's very unlikely to happen. So I, I would just like to see more from the Stars in the third period. Um offensively put a little bit more offensive pressure and we saw a little bit from the hints line but it was other than the hints line it was not not there from the other three lines yeah i'm sure i'll get upset when it actually happens but (laughs) when we actually get burned on it but i'm kind of like mediocre on it tonight so as am i i'm mostly i guess complaining about the uh the game against the oilers more than anything but they, they did it again tonight so um, let me pull another storyline coming out of this game tonight because uh, obviously, you know, the, the Stars have really turned it around in the past two weeks, but the reason they've been able to turn it around in the past two weeks, you could argue, is because they've been at home. And, you know, they've they've won five out of six, most of those being at home, and the one they lost was on the road against the uh, Wild. And then they go into the game tonight, and, you know, we're all expecting them to lose this game because they've played great the past two games. You're on a back-to-back. You're on the road. They had all of the quote-unquote intangibles against them tonight. However, even though they had those against them, they were able to pull out a road win. So so talk about the fact that uh, the Stars were able to pull out a road win tonight. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's nice. It's against the Arizona Arizona Coyotes, so I don't know. Arizona. Actually, Arizona. Don't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, some of that southern draw coming stiff, out. Right. 
but I, I don't know how, how much credit I actually give them for a road win. Um, we get to go home for another three games till we play Vegas in December on the 8th in Vegas, but at, we'll, we'll see. It, it's nice to get the win. It's against the Arizona Coyotes. Should have won. They won. That's about it. So I guess it would be more interesting to see how they do against uh, against Vegas uh, when that comes up on the eighth. You said. Yep. That's on Chris's birthday. So Chris. So on Chris's birthday, we get to see the the stars take on the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. So, um, anyways, um, let's look at some of the stats for tonight and talk about some other things. Uh, before I pull out some of the things I want to talk about, is there anything in particular you wanted to talk about? I mean, not really. Not really. <laughs> Honestly, like it's it, kind it, of a this boring game. One of the, yeah, this is one of those games. Like halfway through the game, the, the game was over. Nothing else happened. There were a couple of good saves, a couple of good chances, but nothing, nothing too major. So, um, I mean, Holby gets to start in net tonight, so that's that's kind of a big deal because lately it's been Ottinger, Ottinger, Ottinger. But uh, Holby saved twenty out of twenty-two, and he he saves five for five on the on the power play, so he he's able to uh, you know make the saves there when it's when it's needed. Ends with a nine twenty-six save percentage, which is pretty good. You know, a very good night for him. And but again, we didn't ask him to you know be you know Hulk destroyer or anything like that. Yeah. So just a good solid night from Braden Holby. Yeah, it's it's really nice to see him come into the lineup, and even though he gives up that early goal, he's not. It, it didn't seem like he was bothered by it at all, and it didn't seem like he had slowed down at all from when he was hurt. You know, side note, talking about this, but I thought this was really interesting. But apparently, Matt Murray of the Ottawa Senators, who signed like a massive deal like a year and a half ago with them. Uh, is getting waived, and they're going with uh, two other goaltenders. So, you know, the, the $6 million man is going to be put on waivers, and uh, I guess we'll see if anybody picks him up. Um, the, the only reason that made me think about that is because we may do the same thing to Dobby here in a week or two, depending on uh, uh, what the Stars decide to do. So, um, anyways... Um, Next thing I kind of want to pull out a little bit is the fact that special teams were completely, you know, not an issue tonight. Stars took care of their business. And uh, the penalty kill, they're 0 for 2, or 2 for 2 on the penalty kill. Coyotes were 0 for 2 on the power play. And then, you know, the Stars only got one opportunity, and that one opportunity was not even a full two minutes. It was like, you know, maybe a minute, a a little bit less, a little bit less than a minute. But uh, they took care of their business five on five tonight, which is nice because they haven't been doing that. What kind of got us out of this funk was the fact that we were scoring goals on the power play, and and those five on five goals have kind of followed as we've gotten more confident with our game. But I think probably the biggest uh, catalyst of this game and why we were also allowed to stay in this game in the third period is we completely dominated the faceoff circle. And we yeah, talked about this something. before the Stars went on this 6-7 run. Uh, before the you know, season started. <laughs> well, four, four in a row now, four games in a row we've won. We talked about how we need to see 60-plus percent out of this team every single night because of the players that you have. 
You've got Jamie Benn, who's arguably their best face-off person. Foxa has been pretty good, although I don't think he... He's right no, he was, he was good tonight. He was good tonight. Um, Glenn Denning, who is... That's like his specialty is winning face-offs. He was known for that in uh, Detroit. You've got Pavelski, who can do it. you got Hintz, who is slowly getting better, but he's getting there. Sagan take, can take face-offs. Um, I mean, you've got all of these guys that can take face-offs. This is the kind of thing that we should be expecting from the Stars every single night, and that's how we can see the Stars win more games more consistently and start to put a you know bigger win streaks together. Yeah, it, it's been really nice to see the past couple of games. The past two games were against easy teams, but the game against the Oilers is the one that I was kind of impressed with. We we even won the face-off battle against the Oilers, and they're, they're right up with us on face-off percentage for the year. So if we want to see the Stars continue this four-game uh, win streak, this 6-7 of seven streak, uh, that's going to be a huge thing that we need to be looking for is are they winning the face-off battle? Because, you know, if you control the face-off, you control the game, you're able to get your breakout or get a shot on net, either, uh, either way that you look at it. Um, uh, you know, I was expecting the time on ice tonight to be a little bit more even, but it still wasn't tonight. Uh, poor Lindell and Haskin in 27 plus minutes each, uh, in the game tonight. Uh, you know, I, I mean, Suter's up there. Klingberg only got 19 minutes tonight. Uh, Hockenpah only 12 and a half. Sekera 10 and a half. Um, it was a little bit better with the, uh, with the forwards tonight, it was a little bit more even. Peterson only got eight and a half there. That's but because he that's because he got got out in the first pretty early. So right, and that was what I was gonna say is he 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 probably would be ten plus uh, if he was there more for the first period. So, uh, but I expected to see a little bit more evenness out of the stars for especially the top four, but that wasn't the case. And that just goes to show you how much uh, bonus relies on his top four defensemen, how much we've missed. Uh, Jamie Alexiak as well. So Yeah, for sure. Um, anyways, uh shots on goal tonight, twenty nine to twenty seven, penalty minutes four to two in favor of the stars. I mean, hits, you said that they weren't all that physical, but the stars uh finished the game with more hits than the coyotes, twenty two to nineteen. Uh block shots sixteen to thirteen. They have the stars have more, and then the giveaways, coyotes have more six to four. So overall a good game for the stars. Uh don't like the third period. First period was very good. Second period was meh. And uh, we'll see how they do on uh, Tuesday. Uh, next game is Tuesday at 7.30. It's a home game against the Carolina Hurricanes. Again, it's just another one of these games where you've got a top team in the NHL coming to Dallas, and we'll see how the Stars do against Carolina. Um, what would you expect from that game, uh, James? I would for, expect to for see the it. game on Tuesday? Yes, for the game on Tuesday. Uh, Otter should be in net. I think he's proven that he's still the first goalie now. Um, hopefully our top line doesn't get shut down because I think that's that's what Carolina is going to be looking for. They've Our top line has been completely dominant in the last four games. And it re- really it was it was – I saw flashes of Robertson and Hintz like their chemistry from last year in the Oilers game. And it really showed up in the avalanche game and in this game too. So for Carolina, for them, they're going to be looking out for that first line. They're going to be trying to shut it down. So I'm probably looking towards uh, power play and 
third in depth scoring for Carolina on Tuesday. Uh, for me in particular, what I'm looking forward to is I'm looking forward to seeing Tyler Sagan contribute more offensively. And part of that is the players he's playing with, but I really think that he's one of those guys that can can take a line and he can make them offensive just because of how dominant he is. We haven't seen that yet, and that and this goes to your point about the depth scoring. Um, we need to see that from him. We really do. We really need yeah. to see something from him, and uh, we need to see more offense from him because eventually that top line is going to get shut down by somebody. Yeah. And, uh, and you know someone's going to have to score in order for us to win games. So especially with them scoring early in the last two games. Carolina is going to be gunning for them. So we got to have someone else step up and score unless our line just scores anyway. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a short one tonight, guys, but there ain't much to talk about in tonight's game. Um, James, got anything else you want to mention before we close it off tonight? Nope. <laughs> hey, how about Michigan over Ohio State, man? I'm sure the, oh, those – them... That Aggies lost too. I'm sure Christian's thrilled about that. Who did they play? They played LSU. Oh they lost my 27 goodness. to 24. I don't LSU understand LSU Aggie football. LSU scored a touchdown in the last 20 seconds. I don't understand Aggie football. Mm-hmm. You you have all you go into you go into the season ranked 5th. You lose all these games. You beat Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> and then you lose to you lose LSU. To yeah. I don't get it. Whatever. I I don't get college football. I don't I I still watch it, but still I don't get it. Anyways, guys, uh, we're going to call it a night tonight. Make sure you guys follow us. Uh, you can follow James at JamesTheBombo2. You can follow me at StarsBoy12. Follow uh, the podcast stuff on all the, our social media accounts. We've got uh, we got Instagram. we got Facebook. You, you know we have our YouTube channel. Obviously, Twitter is the one that we're most active on. Uh, but we're also on Twitch. Make sure you go and follow us on all of that stuff. We'll be back with you guys again on Tuesday. And uh, we hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, We definitely did. And uh, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And uh, you guys have a good evening, morning, whenever you're listening to this. Bye. See ya.